0: I reside in the States, but Scotland is where I'm from. Sometimes I feel defeated, but we will always stand tall. Fighting with my family, we're the one we go. Send talks of bread and wine And our children Throw the world into
1: the we the,
0: the people we need to stand Firm and understand Without liberty and freedom All we have is dirt and land Holding the sword high I'll stem firmly through the pain The end of my life, a decision you should make. I will be your servant and the warrior whose soul you will take. Yeah, we may fall, holding the line. Yeah, we may fall, but we'll be fine. The world will see. Crimes, who the will lift
2: Good evening, everybody. How is everybody doing today? Hope you had a beautiful Friday, and I hope you got some nice little plans this weekend. Sit back, relax, enjoy yourselves. I haven't said this in a while. Kick your shoes off, walk outside barefoot, hug a tree, make some, make some, uh, Little sea ponies, whatever those things are called. <laughs> sea monkeys. <laughs> we'll go with sea monkeys. <laughs> See, that's how long it's been. Oh, man, we're going to have a great show tonight. Um, tonight is uh, drinking games with the Kilted Christian. I was <laughs> kidding. Um, we're going to do the show tonight. It's called Cains Quakes, and Fires, Oh My. Can you guess why I decided to do that episode? I bet you can. Guys, this is Kilted Christian, episode 453. Canes, Quakes, Fires, Oh My. Let's get to it. We are many nations around the world of many cultures but we stand together in a battle between good and evil we're the seekers of wisdom the bringers of truth the hands of heaven and the voices of reason as the world tries to divide us by our differences we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of god <laughs> we're gonna have a lot of fun tonight guys it's friday we begin our week with a little laughter. we end our week with a little laughter. a little bit of conley Speaking of the Conley, well, first I'm going to say hello to Livin. You want to scream across to this mic since yours hasn't come in yet?
3: Right. Hello, everybody. (laughs) 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 Screaming across my fiance. Hey, That's wonderful. Hey,
2: exactly. Well, at least the other mic will be here soon enough. Okay. So we'll get that up. Um I, I was gonna pull out Big Furry Mike. You guys remember that one when <laughs> I was using while this one was over in- and <laughs> I
3: would not feel right
2: talking to <laughs> I didn't exactly. That's why they hold it way in the air out of camera view normally. <laughs> Don't pull out the big furry. Don't pull out big furry mic. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys can't see obviously, but um there was a while Goodness. where where this mic that I'm using now, which is actually like the the really nice mic that uh, Scott gave me. He had it for a while because I lent it to him when we were doing a Missouri, um, the Lindell um, event. So he went to another couple of things. and needed an extra mic. So I was like, here, just borrow the one that you gave me. Here you go, buddy. Um, took a while to get it back. So I ended up using my boom mic and it has this big gray Zeppelin. They're called Zeppelins, but it's like a big gray furry thing. You guys have seen them um, in making of movies and stuff like that. So we named it Big Furry Mike. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's,
4: what a coincidence. That's
2: Obama's pet. <laughs> That's why I can't say it without laughing. <laughs> I myself speaking if you're a room. chef, that'll get you killed. I know. I, if it's not apparent, I, I drink a lot of B twelve right before we ran into the show. So uh we'll be getting a lot of words crammed into this hour and a half. I can promise you that. Um better shut my mic my I can't shut your mic off without shutting mine <laughs> off. <laughs> oh God, Let me shut your mic
4: off. And, well, that's just a showdown.
2: And I'm also wondering if, if it has something to do with the ginseng patch that I got from our friends while we were over in um, over in Yuba City. Oh. So you got to wonder if that ginseng that's helping my back pain <laughs> is seeping into me and give me a lot of energy, too. Nonetheless, thank you for the ginseng patch. Yeah. These things are amazing exactly
4: that's what it was oh,
2: gosh. yeah is it time to pray yet <laughs> almost it is We're gonna end it's good. Real quick. <laughs> or someone Ooh. is we'll see y'all what? just
4: just pray amongst yourselves Kilted <laughs> christian episode
2: 453 part four, part four. <laughs> that's
4: funny Sorry. that's like hearts hot shots part two Part two,
2: and then oh, it was part two and a half, and a half, I think.
4: Start two and a half and airplane and
2: oh those are all you know, one? those are all great. I, I wish that that's one to me that's a lost art form. Mm-hmm. Is is a parody comedy. You know yes. what I'm saying? They they've it's it's gone. Like I don't there's been a couple, you know, like the, the those particular movies that came out after airplane kinda of started it all. Leslie yeah. Nielsen, I think once he passed away, they, they kind of stopped. And you know, that I love those because Um, I'm a thinker when it comes to watching video and film. Um, I I just literally analyze everything from all the technical aspects and so forth, but, but pure, like, like in your face comedy is the one of the few forms of cinema that I can sit back, watch and enjoy because I don't analyze it. All I do is just take it for what it is. And that is something to make you laugh. So yeah, I miss that art form. Well, we'll bring it back tonight. Yeah. There we go. We'll bring it back tonight. We'll bring it back tonight. We'll start so, it tonight. So Conley, brother, how are you doing today?
4: You know, I'm doing really well. It was 109. Ooh. and uh, But there's a cold front, so we should drop down to 99.
2: <laughs> you know what, though? <laughs> you guys are going to be outside in sweaters. Yes, and, and, I am. And your 15-yard healing kilts.
4: Yes. Got a big parka
2: and um, boxers on. Oh, oh wow! Mary said it was 48. It's gonna be uh, it. We have one day next week, which is gonna be 67 during the day. So I'm I'm literally that may be when we get out in the garage, sweetheart. Oh yeah. yeah we've been <laughs> we've been waiting for that moment to get out in the garage yes, and kind of you know get things organized, but nobody wants to go out when we're, it's uh. We're going
3: out in the garage, coming. <laughs> <Whatever.
4: laughs> We're going out in the garage,
2: but yeah this this weekend's plans are uh, greenhouse. So we're, we're finally, is it really? Yeah, we're finally going to get the greenhouse up this weekend.
4: Um, did we, you we Did need, you buy it? That's the one you bought, right? Well,
2: what? A, yeah, I ended up finding a deal, a better basically the one that I was going to get was a little cheaper, but it right. was also a lot smaller. And then we ended up finding one that was like ten dollars more on sale for the basic what I would have been paying for the other one. So I all went right. and jumped on it before I lost that price. My mom said, if you see something and you can afford it, get it before it's gone. Um, so we got the greenhouse. We need to get things set up now because um poo's about to hit the fan one way or the other, man. I don't I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know if it's one way or the other, but it's coming. And I think we can all agree on that. Um, and part of what we're gonna be talking about tonight, canes, quakes, and fires. Oh my. Um, we're gonna do get do. into a little bit of this. So um <laughs> okay. Wasn't that a Blondie song? Because maybe it was a Blondie song. One way, I one there. <laughs> there. I'm going to get you. I'm going oh, to get you, get you, get you, get you. That's right, guys. You came for some enlightenment. You came for some God talk, and you got terrible singing. You're welcome. Yeah, you, you want all
4: that? Come tomorrow for Brothers in the Bible.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll be after the barbecue cook-off. Oh,
3: yeah. We're going to a
2: barbecue cook-off. Going tomorrow. to the barbecue cook-off. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. It's going to be good. I'm excited. We're, it's, like I said, a good place to get out, meet some of the people in this town. Um, like I said, I'm just loving this place more and more every single day. The people here are just absolutely amazing. We, we were today, we went just around to a couple of stores to pick a couple of odds and ends that we needed, food and whatever. And you, you can't pass by someone without them giving you the head nod, the hat tip, or mm-hmm. the how you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's everybody everyone in california so nice. it's the middle finger yeah oh yeah exactly. so they, they know They understand yeah, the you know fingers. i am confused though because um you know it's like you said bless your heart which way did you mean that mm-hmm. <laughs> did, you, did you mean that in the oh bless your heart or the bless your heart you know like you mean that in the southern way yeah because it goes it, it has two meanings so i guess you know if you're not doing anything wrong it's the good one right matt
4: well i I couldn't handle
2: i couldn't handle cali more than the week we were there fortunately we were in a very good spot of california
4: we were had chickens all through the town yeah
2: we did the the chickens were awesome like literally all through the town no matter where you went you were tripping over chickens they were outside um, of restaurants and hotels and and if you were out there at the wrong time you'd get chased by the rooster
4: you would And they were all there and accounted for. We didn't have
2: them for lunch. All right. Because that's apparently a no-no. Oh, yeah. No, Mary, the patch didn't make me sick. No. No, it just made me hyper. Yeah. (laughs) Like I said, I took B12 and the ginseng patch. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so I'm good to go. I may be a little annoying to you guys this evening, but I'm fine. (laughs) I think
4: the best thing out of California was seeing the chicken in front of a pollo loco.
2: (laughs) <laughs> no, That when was we the most ironic eat. thing ever. I'm like, you realize where you are, chicken, right?
4: Like, wow, that's a bold move there, Cotton. Or that's, even, a pretty, that's a pretty taunting move. What
2: if they fed that chicken, chicken?
4: <laughs> now that's, yeah, exactly. Then he had, then he had the mad chicken disease. He didn't know where he was doing. <laughs> exactly.
2: No, but the story behind that's great because um, they got rid of, I guess they got rid of a bunch, or this one place that had a bunch of chickens and they just let them go. Let them go yeah it's it's very similar to well on a on a smaller scale to what we saw in block Island we uh had the historic district but this guy owned the property before they announced it to be a historic district. Everyone was trying to get him to clean up his yard. The guy refused to do it so they came up with a really lame blue law to arrest him temporarily so the town could go in and clean up his yard um so the guy got out of jail a couple of days later his yard was was completely clean and he was like, I ain't having this. So he let his two female rabbits and his two male rabbits go on an island with zero predators let me tell you how that works out (laughs) that works out with thousands and thousands and thousands of bunnies everywhere by the next spring and um i mean literally everywhere at nighttime while everybody else was drinking i would literally just go sit in the dark on my stoop And just watch the bars let out and all the drunk people run around chasing rabbits, which they will never catch. (laughs) (laughs) It's like very cheap entertainment, but absolutely worth it because everyone's tripping everybody thinking like, oh, man, this is going to be the night that I catch a bunny. No, you're never going to catch the bunny. Um, But yeah, like I said, zero predators. There was um, more deer on this island than there were people. So um, obviously uh, Lyme disease was pretty big there. So um, one of the running jokes is at the end of the night, you know, everyone's saying chickety check. Um, We used to call it tickety checks because I used to mountain bike and we would go all through the Greenway trails. So you had to go home immediately and do your tickety check to make sure that you were tick free because the last thing you ever want is Lyme disease. Trust me. I saw a couple of people with it and it did not look fun. It looked like they, they, they compared it to like mono. Yes. Where your body's all sore and your muscles ache every night and you're just absolutely fatigued all the time and uh, there was no cure for it so at that time you look like joe biden giving a speech matter of fact maybe he's got lyme disease we just solved the problem he he's got lyme disease but so let's get into a little bit of news here and first thing i'm going to you know start off talking about is what we talked about canes quakes and fires oh my so Obviously, there's a lot of stuff that's going on around here right now. So I'm going to get into the little hurricane updates, which I have been talking about for a little bit and what I've been noticing. So I've got a handful of people that are more like me than meteorologists, but they are like really good at weather, understanding every aspect of it. They may as well be meteorologists because they're better at what they do than most of the meteorologists that you see um, talking heads on the television. They're, they're not guessers. They literally deduct and, and look at all the patterns and possibilities and so forth. So I trust them more. So the Weather Channel today has gone overboard, literally read four articles and seen three videos where they're trying to convince you that this is nothing to worry about. It, there's no way it's going to come over the East Coast. Well, it's still way south. It's like it's due east of um, the southern islands like Cuba and so forth. So it's still ways out there. Um, way too far out for them to even start predicting past models. But models are made, um, different models are made by different corporations, companies, and so forth. So they have different things that they look for, and that's why you'll see like eight or nine different models or whatever they'll show you just to kind of give you an idea depending on this, wind shear, high pressures, and so forth. But they're really not dialed in necessarily to tell you what's going to happen when there's a hurricane on the other side of it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, it's so rare that it wouldn't be worth putting into a, or building a model that would project something like that, or even, or even look for it. So what models do is they, they look at temperature, they look at pressure, they look at, um, high and low pressures, um, you know, as far as the way that they can steer wind shears and stuff like that to decide, you know, if a hurricane's going to strengthen, if it's going to weaken, if it's going to be torn apart, if it's going to be pushed one way or the other. So that's what they build into these models. So, oddly, um, the hurricane that popped up Margo, um, is going to end up getting pretty close or closer to it. And they're going to kind of ride up the same direction, but it's going to affect the path that Lee takes. Um, another thing about hurricanes is they seek heat. So that is basically what they do is, you know, it's the, it's the combination of cold um, pressure, high, low pressure, high pressure, cold and hot. That end up creating the massive winds, um, the amount of rain and so forth that are being fed in from the ocean as well as sea temperatures and so forth. So there's going to be a high pressure forming right dead in the center of the United States, um, I think on Wednesday. Somewhere right around either Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, but it's still, like I said, it's, you know, center of the country. It's pretty far um, west, or pretty pretty dead inland. So every there's a hundred variables that can take place. This thing can strengthen it can weaken, it can move to the West back off since the high pressure, it can move to the East and that would affect the path of this hurricane. But there's so many variables that it's almost impossible to tell, um, what exactly would happen as far as the, the, the movement of Lee and how it's going to affect that at this point, way, way too early to tell, but the hurricanes will seek that heat. Um, so if it stays centered in our country, it's going to go, it's going to beeline, try to come over there to feed off of it because they, they need that, that heat or whatever. So if you look at a lot of people, when they're looking at hurricane models or the weather and the radars and stuff, they're looking for precipitation, how much rain's being produced, or they're looking at wind, how much, how high are the wind speeds? Um, how far out from the eye are they going? That kind of stuff. But not a little, not a lot of people we'll look at the temperature model, which is probably the most important model over wind speed, over anything else is the temperature model. So right now, um, our East Coast, the Atlantic has got like 89, 87 to 89 degree um, sea temps all the way up the East Coast. And I'm talking like further North than usual, all the way up into like Nova, Scot- Nova Scotia um, and, and that area. So pretty far North. And um, the models that I've been seeing right now with the temperature models, shows a lot of black in this hurricane. So first off, I'll explain that to you in a second. So first off, the tighter an eye is on a hurricane, the stronger it is, the more powerful it is. So if it's got a really wide eye, they, they tend to be a little more flimsy and weaker and a little, you know, more likely to break apart. So the the tighter the eye, um, you know, so if you're looking at like a 25 to 50 mile eye, you know, that's pretty small um, overall, especially compared to a hurricane. So right now it's a super tight eye, which means it's going to get stronger. Um, the mainstream sites, because the reason that I look at mainstream and I follow my guys is because my guys are just telling you what they're seeing. Mainstream wants to lead you a certain way. And I follow this hurricane tracker and they have been literally 12 hours off. They're, they're not doing their updates like they normally should. Um, they're trying to keep you from seeing what models are going and what this thing's looking like, which is crazy. Um, And this thing could very well be our very first Category 6. You're right, Devo. And and I even saw an article a couple days ago on the Weather Channel that said possible Category 7, but that disappeared quick. So anyways, right now, the way that the wind is moving and that really tight eye, there's about to be an eyewall replacement. Usually when you see an eyewall replacement, that means that it starts to get tighter, a little bit of wobbly, and then it gets like defined with when the wall is replaced and that's what's happening right now is the eye wall is about to be replaced, which means, um, right now it's a category five. Um, if you look at any of the weather channels, stuff like that, they're still saying four, but it's a five. Um, which means that we could be looking at it, go up even further than that to a six, probably with the next couple of days. We'll see about that. So anyways, back to the black, black temperatures are the hottest temperatures when you're looking, um, at a weather map. Um, the black temperatures off the eye wall are like hundreds of miles. So it goes a good way out from the eye wall, which means there's a lot of hot air that's going in there. So you've got hot air that sucks in and then the low drops and that's what creates circulation. That's what creates, you know, builds up these, these hurricanes and makes them a little bit stronger. So what is black? Black is a hundred degrees plus. Think about that for a second. A minute ago, I just told you that the water temperature is roughly 87 to 89 degrees. But the black is producing um, temperatures of 100 plus. So I don't know what that could possibly be. Maybe there's an earthquake or or a, a volcanic activity going on right underneath that earth or that hurricane, which is creating those temperatures. I highly doubt that. Or there's something like laser like or something like coming from space it's actually you know heating up the ions in that area which is creating aluminum exactly weed um which is actually creating a lot of heat so heat is what strengthens these things the hotter they that's why hurricanes seek out that tropical and that heat is because they just get bigger bigger and bigger and bigger um so mainstream right now is saying oh this is going to pass off and it's going to go way north up into canada or whatever but but the thing is is normally um, mainstream media doesn't go out of their way to try to convince you of something over a week out because they don't even know. Like I said, variables change. Margo could get stronger and that changes the game. Margo can weaken. That changes the game. The high pressure can shrink. It can expand. It can move west. It can move east. Every one of those things will change the projection of this thing. So it's unprofessional and dangerous, in my opinion, to be making certainties this far out while they're telling everybody on the east coast don't worry this will never happen this won't be another sandy this thing will not hit the east coast that's pretty bold a week and a half out before this thing makes landfall so those of you living on the east coast especially northeast um keep your eyes open don't listen to the media um just prepare for the worst hope for the best in that scenario um, but nonetheless, as Lee is going to be at the very least the strongest hurricane that we see this year, and it could be one of the stronger hurricanes we've ever seen in our history. Because remember, we only go up the category fives. This one right here could very well skip over um, right above that into category winds that we've never seen before. And when I say category winds, those winds are sustained winds. So um, those of you that live in hurricane territories know this well: is you'll get bands. And those aren't sustained. Those are like gusts. But sustained winds means that they are constantly at that. It's not like a gust of wind that comes through and stops. So we're looking at like hundreds of miles outside of the eyewall that are creating this. So even if it doesn't make direct landfall, if it gets close enough up to the northeast, especially like in the New York area, taking the trajectory that uh, Sandy took, there's going to be a mess. That being said, um, There was some storms for those of you who live up in New Jersey and New York, you know what I'm talking about. I think, uh, um, some of the other areas of Massachusetts or whatever, some huge storms went through today, um, 50 to 60 mile per hour winds, knocked down a bunch of trees and then flooded certain areas, including in New York. And everyone was saying the same things as they are seeing these very ominous looking clouds that are off of the coast. They're very, um, Oddly, uh, odd enough to where people recognize it and they stand out. I don't know if MSM Liars is in here tonight, Um, but it it goes along with what he was talking about last night. So when they start messing with, um, when they start manipulating and messing with the weather, these clouds start to have these very odd and unique um, formations. And everyone that um, I was seeing talking about this today, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, so forth, that had those storms in the area, were all talking about the very ominous and weird looking clouds that they had. So, weather manipulation is at very least happening at that area. So we'll see where this goes, but like I said, I will keep you updated on this. Um I know I was probably annoying living today. I was looking at the weather yep. constantly trying to figure out what was going on, where this was going, checking out different models, going to the different people that do the research on this stuff. You it's en- annoying me. It's enough to have my concern. I was,
3: I was good. Okay. I know, I know I know you're always researching, so if as long as it's not pouring, we're all good.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. But this will be one of those things that be catastrophic for the country, because <laughs> yeah, I'll bring Conley here in a moment after I get done rambling about hurricanes. <laughs> but um, this will be one of those things devastating to the country because since one of our big economic hubs, our bank hubs, is right in New York City, if New York City was to get flooded out, if New York City was to be shut down completely. Um, the world economy would basically be shut down as well. So this this hurricane, if it did take a pattern, the similar pattern like Sandy, but it hit a, as above a category three, four, five, or especially a six, um, we're talking 30 to 40 foot uh, storm surges, literally f- going up and, and flooding out the bowl of New York City. Oh, wow, that's going to be horrible. All right, Conley, I'm done with my hurricane rant. <laughs> That's good.
4: It's interesting. It's it's a different kind of storm. Yeah. It's not uh you know, uh everybody was looked at uh, Katrina, mm-hmm. the damage that it did down there. And it was a she was a big storm. She was
2: wide. She was wide, wide, wide. This she one's was. wide too. This one's this one is really wide. Yeah, this one has the potential of being wider than Katrina. And have a tighter eye wall like i said tighter eye wall especially with the distance exactly see you know adebo says day after tomorrow i've literally seen like six or seven comparisons to that where and and once again i'm going to reiterate what i said last night um now a hurricane can absorb another hurricane um but it's more likely to kind of mess with a hurricane you know wind shear and so forth and and make it less organized then becoming down. a super hurricane like you're not going to have like a super cane or a cane nato or a shark it's not, a shark cane. It, well yeah it's not
4: like it's not like three systems it's not like three different systems coming together like they did in the perfect storm yeah you know yeah where it created that's that's other thing but it, yeah, it'll disrupt the stability of it. Yeah. If it comes in contact and, with
2: it. And one could absorb another one and all that means is it's absorbing a little bit of the energy and its moisture. But mm-hmm. it but it doesn't make like it's not like you have a category four hitting a category five and you end up with a category nine. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah so, do that. so it won't be super keen. It'll just basically absorb um absorb the moisture. Um and the big thing about it coming off of East Coast, you know, is that the bands um you know, depending on where it hits, remember when they turn around, you get the majority of the rain's going to be on the northeastern quadrant of it. But if it goes in a certain direction, that means that you're getting all of the moisture from it. Same thing when they pass over the Gulf Coast is the feeder bands will actually run down into the Gulf still. So you may have like tropical moisture all the way up in New Jersey, but the feeder bands can come all the way down at the Gulf and it's still sucking moisture in. So um, oftentimes depressions can end up being bigger rainmakers where hurricanes are more wind damage except for, um, storm surge, you know, but as far as the rain amounts are concerned, sometimes you can get more rain from a tropical depression that used to be a hurricane than an actual hurricane itself. Most dangerous things about the hurricane are winds and storm surges. So if it ends up a category five or plus you're looking at like 25 to 30 foot storm surges. What's that? Wait. Yeah. And yeah. then when it hit,
4: it, when it hits, landfall and it gets over in, into the body of the land, it's going to slow down. Oh yeah. It's exactly. still going to be big and it's going to do exactly what you were just saying.
2: Yep. And Wade, you're right. This is more than likely harp, you know, that, that's, that's doing this stuff right here because we're seeing examples of this all around the world. Um, That's one thing about America is our country is so big and we have so much news from state to state to state that most of what we focus on is right here in our own country, unlike Europe, which is way smaller and, you know, they're getting news from all over the world in that one little area. So they have a better idea of what's happening around the world than we do. Um, but these events are happening everywhere. There was, I think it may have been Singapore. They got some flooding. Um, there was an earthquake today. So this is what we've had over the last 24 hours, all right? These are, these are earthquakes over the last 24 hours. A 6.8 magnitude earthquake hits off of New Zealand. A 5.0 magnitude earthquake off of Northern California. A 6.8 magnitude earthquake hit Morocco um, about four hours ago and it just like did some major damage. Buildings falling over. I mean, it it was a huge mess. This is just the last 24 hours, Um, not to mention the hurricane. So New York City was hit by a sudden storm that canceled over 200 flights across New York and New Jersey as locals share concerns over creepy clouds once again. And forecasters warn East Coast could be hit by a Category 5, 165 mile per hour's hurricane. And that's if it is a 5. If it goes over a 6, we could be looking at at wind speeds that we've never seen before outside of a tornado. That's insane. Yes. It's huge. I mean, it's not.
4: There's some very abnormal things this year, for sure. Yeah.
2: And it's going to get, very and, and just imagine what we're going to see over the next couple of months, mm-hmm. you know, so what the, today is the eighth. So in 10 days, we're going to have that, um, once in a lifetime anomaly, uh, star occurrence, you know, where the child's in the, the womb of Virgo and the moon is at mm-hmm. her feet. And this is all, this is all stuff that's mentioned in scripture. Um, yeah. you know, so it's, it's definitely something to pay attention to. So, um, like I said, the strongest storm this year is coming. Um, so this is from September seven and it's showing the same possibilities. Only this guy who does his own models, ran some models and out of the six models that he runs, five of them brought it right onto the East coast. Yes, You know, so once again, just like normal news, um, just go ahead and start treating the weather channel the same that you treat CNN. You know, what did you were saying earlier about Jim Cantori? Yeah, know,
4: wherever Jim Cantori is, you know, that's where it's coming in.
2: Yeah, exactly. So go ahead and and Google and find out where Jim Cantori is right now, and that's where the hurricane's gonna end up because he's always there.
4: We need to find out where he is now.
2: <laughs> yeah. Someone someone ask him where he's going. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey Jim, where are you heading? Oh, I'm heading over to New York City. All right, that's where the hurricane's gonna end up. Sweet. So We've got um, a couple of videos I'm going to play in here too, and some of them are pretty funny, but um, some of them aren't. So, first thing I'm going to tell you right here, and Conley, we'll have a little discussion about it before I move on to some of the videos. So, this is creepy, guys. If you sleep with your phone next to you, I'd probably recommend uh, putting it in another room or turning it off. Definitely keeping it like away from you, preferably out of your room. And I'll tell you why. Scientists successfully communicate with sleeping individuals. Through their dreams, scientists at Northwestern University of Illinois managed to get subjects to answer questions through their lucid dreams. Wives have been trying to do that for forever. I know, man, and all it took was uh, some Northwestern University of Illinois to take care of this problem. (laughs) Government funded, I'm sure. (laughs)
3: Oh God. that'll just be Uh, me. How did they? How
4: did they? Did they kind of detail how that happened?
3: I'll just be whispering in his yes. ear while he sleeps. That's it. That's
4: the main thing. That's how wives do it normally.
2: Yeah. So, mm-hmm. first time scientists managed to enter people's dreams is, is to get them talking, and I highly doubt this is the first time. So, Inception, the 2010 blockbuster about a man entering people's dreams to steal information from them, might have just become slightly less fictional. Oh, uh, that's horrifying. A study led by the Northwestern University, Illinois research to sleep communication barrier unveiled a surprising finding. It may be possible to bypass it. So go to bed with a tinfoil hat, I guess. We found that individuals in REM sleep can interact with an experimenter and engage in real time communication. Um, The author was Ken Powler of Northwestern University said, we also showed that dreamers are capable of comprehending questions engaging in working memory operations and producing answers. The researcher added, he continued, most people might predict that this would not be possible, that people would either wake up when asked a question or fail to answer and certainly not comprehend the question without misconstruing it. Um, And uh, the rapid eye movement, which is REM, phase of sleep was when most dreaming occurs. According to researchers, um, REM sleep is one of the five stages that the brain moves through during sleep. Lucid dreams occur predominantly in this particular phase of REM and scientists found that they can be accompanied by eye movement signals. So the study was held in four different groups across the US, France, Germany, and the Netherlands. Working together, the researchers attempted to try to communicate with 36 subjects who were lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming is essentially defined as the moment the sleeping person is aware they are having a dream. Some participants were experienced lucid dreamers, while others have never done it before. So this was um, experimented on multiple different um, different kind of subjects that had lucid Dream sums that did not in order to see what they could, and it was successful in all of them. Wow. Hmm.
3: That's crazy.
2: Yeah. So they tapped into your brain. So apparently they didn't need Neuralink to do it. DOD's been doing this for a long time. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. This wasn't the first time. They're, yeah. they're advertising is the first time. You know what that tells yeah. me? That tells Ooh, me they're on to something bigger and better. And this right yeah. here is old technology. So that's even more horrifying. Um, and then it falls right back into the thing. So so take what I just read you and then go back to what, um, what I played from Todd Callender yesterday where he was saying that they were going to use 5G to um, open up Marburg and uh, Ebola things that were implanted in people that took the vaccination. And it makes it a little bit more um, believable, you know, at this point. Because like I said, this is, this is insane. Um, You know, I was, I was all impressed by MK control, but this is like MK control on steroids. It's a, it's a little bit different and a little more subtle too. Very, you see, because the thing about MK is it takes time. It takes time to program. To trigger, you know, to set those trigger sounds or words, like it's nothing, you know, it's it's a psychological, like almost a form of hypnosis in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, this right here is done with like frequency and and stuff like five G and whatever. So, right. um, yeah, and then Matt and head says humans are hackable. Um, that remember Harari, that creepy dude. So hovel, hovel. Ha- Haval Kar- Harari, Havel Harari. Oh, man, Just, these people need to be removed from
4: the, the earth. The Heim, Heim, uh, uh, Charles, uh, Charles Schwab, Klaus Schwab's little Heinrich Himmler.
2: Yeah, yeah, it really reminds He's of... he a little Heiner Himmler. Yep. So, what do you have to add about this, huh, this Conley? I mean, good lord. I mean, I, we we could be sitting in our homes now. You know, once again, I'm going to go back to what I had said like some months ago. About the reason that I really feel like they remove lead paint from the walls, right? They're like because they was <laughs> take making away your kids. Faraday bag. Yeah, it was making kids sick, but it was ultimately a big gigantic Faraday for your house. Yep. You know, Satan is just inc- incredible.
4: If you think about it. it, it's just ongoing everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. You got people trying to hack in your brain. Yeah, I mean, and then. You know, it's one thing to try to figure out what people are dreaming about or, or or what is the brain doing and what's the brain activity when someone is doing that. But then you get some dipwad that goes, eh, what if we can get in there and put things in it? Mm-hmm. You know, we don't think that way. They do. Bad people do. And that's just the crappy part of it. You know, we, we can't even have dreams to ourselves anymore.
2: Yeah, I mean, that'll, make, think, that'll make you mad. I know, man. I mean, it, it's bad enough that I'm like staring at a CI agent who's watching me through my camera. And now they're like watching what's going on in my head. So now he's putting stars. things in it. And and that's the and that's scary. If you think, it's really scary because a like, what if I had a dream? I'm going to guys, FBI, three other agencies dream. This is not a real. This is a hypothetical situation. What if I had a dream that I assassinated the president? All right a dream. And they were like, ah, well this guy has plans that precog stuff that they've had in movies before where they're, where they arrest you before you do a crime because they know what the crime's going to be like, what if that happens or, or better yet, like you just said, have you guys ever go flop on the news one day and you're like, Joseph Duncan running around rampages, local community, you know what I'm saying? Like, because they put something in your head.
4: Definitely. And it you know what? This is weird. Okay. That actually gets into something because you know, one of the things that and this has nothing to do with the impeachment of Paxton or anything like that. But the attorney that was that was um across examining one of the witnesses that that went to the FBI, he asked him if they had any evidence. He said no. Mm -hmm. They went to the FBI because they had a good faith belief. That's all they had, that a crime had occurred. Did you have any evidence of it? No, we just had a good faith belief. That's where we've, that's the area that we've moved into with that sort of thinking. Who's to say, very much like what you were just talking about, they had access to your thoughts or they had access to your dreams or things like that. We have a good faith belief that something may happen or could happen. And you've set the precedent now for, that being a bar that that you can be interrogated or arrested upon yeah which is exactly what they've done with paxton
2: yeah like minority report
4: very much so yeah very much so yeah
2: and and in paxton everything uh that you've seen in paxton um they had no proof no evidence no nothing like it's literally been because last time when they were interviewed they weren't under oath they no are and the DOJ other thing,
4: now. yeah, and the other thing is what they what they've said they took all this to the FBI nearly three years ago, and the DOJ and the FBI hasn't done anything in three years they because they just realized, well, we just we have two things, Jack and nothing. yep, and so, and we can't even it would it would even be too egregious for us to try to fabricate something,
0: mm-hmm.
4: although we're seeing that happen with Trump. get a little kernel of truth in there. With Trump nothing nothing with Paxton and these people just were like we need to get him going so you guys need to investigate that's yeah. basically what happened no evidence they didn't find any evidence after even the people that, that that you know told the FBI so that kind of mentality though is what I was really kind of more driving home are these people who are now thinking that way we have a good faith belief that you've done something wrong well but I haven't but I have a good faith belief that you did. Yeah. Based based on what? No evidence. It's just a good faith belief. Now nah, see. Now you're in the now you're in the world of
2: of uh, I can say what, anything uh, I want to.
4: Yes. Now yes, yeah. yes. And if we,
2: you have somebody
4: that's co I don't want to say co conspirator, but you have somebody that goes along with you or who wants to get rid of you, they'll drum up now whatever because they had a good faith belief. And now you have to defend a negative.
2: See, and that's impossible to do.
4: Correct and it's now like, you're guilty instead of until you're proven innocent instead of innocent until you're proven yeah guilty.
2: exactly like were you not at mcdonald's on tuesday no yeah. prove it um well i wasn't there i can't prove that i i mean yeah i mean it's I mean, negatives are, are <laughs> hard if impossible to prove depending well, i was on what at what wendy's what yeah. were
4: you doing at wendy's Well, I was ordering this why were you at wendy's now now they found a reason now to move that interior and what's interesting is that What's interesting is that it's very similar, similar to the same parallels as traffic stops. Yeah. You know, we have a presumption of a crime or we have have suspicion that something has happened. Yeah. Why? Because my windshield's cracked? No, give me a ticket for that and go on. No, I'm going to ask you some more questions. No, you don't have the right to do that. And yet they still use that. And, well, your windshield's cracked and I, or you or you, or you don't have a license plate somewhere or
2: whatever. Then they begin, then that gives them the opportunity to begin the interrogation. See, and, he, and they'll do that. They will literally use small things like that in order to find yes. bigger things. And we're seeing yes. that with Trump. Trump was calling them out tonight. He, he's doing the, uh, the yeah, rally in one. South Dakota. And, um, yeah. it was actually pretty good. What we saw, we watched about 30 minutes of it and, uh, he was calling out the FBI, the DOJ. So good for him um mm-hmm. so wade um i am patented by god so god owns my patent i'm sure he owns all of y'all's too and uh, matt and have i think they just cracked the code we are not watching this show live right now you are watching next tuesday's show live right now weird <laughs> <laughs> while listening to mondays while listening already? exactly wait we already hmm. had
3: barbecue
2: then yes I the know. barbecue was we great did. exactly and i'll be telling you more about that on a wednesday show which will be tomorrow <laughs> brothers in a wednesday <laughs> exactly <laughs> see man this life just got really really surreal didn't it yes right because the
4: replay runs uh last thursday
2: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> 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 yes you guys will get to see the the you'll get to see Wednesday show last thursday
4: yes <laughs> that's how crazy it is dude oh, wow i think i've spent enough time in the mind of a liberal for now <laughs>
2: I know, <laughs> man. It feels kind of mushy. It does.
4: It's kind of haunting at the same time.
2: It, it, we're going to pray after the show and, and shower.
3: shower.
2: To you feel all dirty. You have just discombobulated the running paisley's of my mind. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Dude, if that's not a line to a song, it should be. Did <laughs> I just smoke a joint? Nearly.
2: You should, man. Nearly. We'd probably be <laughs> like, we'd be a step smarter than a liberal. <laughs> So tripping. I wish that I had found this last night because uh, John and I, or the show that John and I did were about, you know, trust and authority. Um, but I'm going to play it today from last night's show, which will be aired Wednesday, <laughs> but the replay is last Wednesday. <laughs> so here we go. Hey,
5: I had an interesting, co- I mean, interesting conversation with a cop yesterday. Very nonchalant, very out of the blue. i was standing there getting me a red bull and he was drinking, drinking his coffee. And I was asking, I said, what do you think is getting ready to happen in society and to this country? You know what he told me? Blew my mind. He said, everything is getting ready to go to hell. Most of the people in his department are a part of the secret brotherhood. He says he can't talk to them about anything, but he is a believer in Christ. And yes, he is a white guy. And I do salute him because he believes in the total truth of the Bible. He said that when this stuff happens, he is going to get his family prepared. He said the police department is not going to be anywhere around to help anybody when martial law starts because they're going to be focused on their families. You got to understand the police department, uh, these law uh, offices, these uh, policemen, they're going to be food on the table too. So he basically told me to keep my head on a swivel and stay woke.
2: We know that's coming. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, we know that's coming. That's a lot of truth right there because you got to remember, military, Mm -hmm. all these uh, liberals that are like, oh, what are you going to do? You're going to rebel against the country and go against our military. Look, Hmm. the military, they're they're still people. And they're going to go home and take care of their family, just like police officers will. They're going to go home and worry about taking care of their family. There, there, There could be a point when all chaos breaks loose, people are going to be worried about their families. A cop's not going to go to work. Nope. He's going to go home and stand by his front door with the same thing we're going to stand by our front door with, laser shooting lemurs sticks and harsh language yeah exactly and and sternly written letters yeah well
6: get your stuff in order
4: no exactly yeah you're get starting you to know. watch you, you, mm-hmm. i mean it really is a, a total breakdown of societal norms mm-hmm. and anar- anarchy is not even the correct word
2: no oh no no, no. yeah anarchy mm-hmm. anarchy is like a trip to disney world compared to what's coming yeah, when I mean, you're looking at it, Mad Max. stuff. Yeah, I'm talking about the stuff mentioned in the Bible. Yep. So speaking of stuff mentioned in the Bible, I got this clip right here, too, talking about um, Satan and uh, the music industry. And he brings up a lot of good points and things that I never even thought about before. Listen to what his uh, he's talking about Satan being the music maker. And that makes a lot of sense what he's about to say, um, referring to the music industry, especially.
1: I don't want to hear nobody talking about y'all Christians be doing the most. No, the world be doing the most. That's why I'm going to be bold. Like, what is their obsession with demons and taking elements of Christianity and mocking it through music? I'll tell you, Ezekiel twenty-eight thirteen, Satan was the prince of the music. Like he was that dude, right? And so now he came down to earth and he know how to make the best beats, right? Like that's what he was created to do. And he has some kind of power. Prince of the air, airplay, airwaves, broadcasting ear gates eye gates right to get into your soul to get you to open up right the beat just mm, the beat so far you're not listening to the lyrics lyrics are so demonic and filthy i can't even repeat them now you a fan of the music right you go through target walmart hear it and it's just repeating in your head and now you want to go look at the music video music videos demonic right without a vision the people perish satan is very strategic at what he does he does have some power in this earth right we talk about selling your soul Hey, is them coming into covenant just like when satan tried to tempt jesus they come into covenant with satan for power and fame you better wake up and pay attention it's not just entertainment when i was a kid you know a little handsome symbol here they dressed in black that's demonic people say oh you're being religious now it's just boom in your face they not trying to hide it no more and it's a sign that we're going to another level of spiritual warfare you better wake up go to youtube i'm gonna talk about it a little bit more in depth yeah
2: and this is awesome he was spot on
1: and uh Guys, if you didn't, I'll be listening to this
2: one later. We got super busy today. Go watch the official Godcast today. Daryl Boyer, um, Just a Patriot was on the show. I'm really looking forward to this. And Mary was saying that it was relative to what Daryl was sharing earlier. And he's a smart guy. Very talented musician. If you guys listen to Brothers in the Bible, we open up and we end our shows every day or every weekend with um, Just a Patriot, Daryl Boyer's music. Phenomenal musician who has... Stayed to his roots, done music because he loves it. Um, stayed away from the industry, and he understands the industry very well. So, I highly encourage you if you have not listened to the official Godcast um, earlier today, um, listen to it this weekend when you guys get a chance. Mary and uh, Mary and Ron do a phenomenal job um, with that show, and the testimonies are always like tip top. So, um, this one, I hope this this translates well um, the audio wise but it's absolutely hilarious. And if I can't hear um, exactly what she's saying, then I I will repeat it because it's got the subtitles up here. But this is a back and forth between a student and a teacher. And this teacher is a black teacher and she is so awesome. I wish I had had her as a teacher in my class because she refuses to become part of what this teaching industry indoctrination BS has become. Awesome. Listen to this.
3: Right now that you're done. Well, she like to get her presentation. Are you ready? I'm not a she. You're not a she? No, I already told you I go by they, them. They and them. They and them mean multiple people. Um, no, you, my pronouns are they, them. There's such, no such thing. No such thing. Yes, there is. So, like I said, are you, which is a she, no. ready to give her presentation? I'm not a she. Like, you go by she, her. So when we talk about the teacher, the teacher said this. She said that. I go by the way back. So you can ask me, so or if you don't get it, you can just say my name. You can say Parker. Would you like to present now? That makes no sense. What were you born as? That's none of your business. When you came out, your mom and is where you came out. What were you born Why going to are we ask? talking about this right now? Because I actually, you, when you ready for your presentation? I am ready for my presentation, and but I'd I to respect you what I go by i am you're not though you you she you know her no um they them you can ask they and they them being multiple, multiple.
1: Uh, multiple. Teacher, this is a like new important thing
3: well multiple. it's not important to me because it's i'm <laughs> and they and them you is considered multiple you might not people. want to see that teacher it doesn't really kind of
1: go well you're Why being so really
3: close-minded right now. i'm not being close-minded no. you I'm are being so close minded right i am not being close like minded you you are being too open-minded you're so Ooh. open-minded yes you are and i, and no I agree that don't make
6: no sense i don't know what they and okay. them mean.
3: is she no him no her you know what myself sure. you can you can call me a he him if you feel so inclined how about that he him sure It'll it'll start you in the right direction of calling somebody something that they're more comfortable with, even though you're not. It's not about your comfort. It's about my comfort. It's not about your comfort. And I you're in my as, classroom, and as my in my classroom, I'm
1: you not are like, a her, her
3: or she. I don't identify as a she or a her. Oh my god! I'm gonna call you, you can, what you are. Her, I'm gonna, you gonna call, can you call, call you. Call me what, by my name, yes, Miss Parker. <laughs> no. Yes, Miss Parker. I don't like. That. Are that you ready for your presentation? That makes me uncomfortable. You no, what's making me you. uncomfortable is you talking about them and the, how is that making you uncomfortable? If I'm because talking I'm myself? talking to one single person. Which
4: exactly. Is,
3: her? No. She a beautiful no. young lady. However you want to put it. I, don't, I want you I don't to want do your I presentation put any of that way. I want to be called. It's not then. what you want. Because right now you're in my classroom. My Habitat my own right now, and as such, you are gonna be addressed as Miss Parker. No, she just call me Parker. Her, if you're uncomfortable with just it, let it go. No, this is important. And that's what I'm telling just it. Go, at, let it go. Because at, at, at this point, just, what's gonna happen is disrespect is, students. I'm not disrespecting you, all, see, young disrespect lady. It. I'm not <laughs> so calling that.
4: Is it that serious you it that you have to be called?
3: It is to me, and I'm trying to compromise with you here. Like, you can just call me by my name. I am compromising it. with you.
1: What I'm calling you a
3: beautiful young lady. I don't like that. I don't feel that way. Please don't refer to me as such. So. If I called you, if I said, hey, teacher, what's up, old guy? Would you feel happy about that? I'm not a fat old guy. Right, if you call, so you get If it. you call me a beautiful woman.
2: Yeah, that teacher was awesome. She she was not going to let that one go. Good for her, man, because most teachers would have bowed away. She held a line. She was like, "Okay, call me Parker. Okay, Miss Parker. <laughs> yeah, this is awesome." And, 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 and she wasn't even compromising the, no. the
4: girl, young girl.
2: No, she she's just spewing off her own insanity. And the well, teacher, she
4: believed that she was compromising. You get to call me this. You can do this. She was dictating to the teacher what to do. Everything people. was I, I, I. I'm not comfortable. I'm not this. I'm not that. And you can do this for me that's how that's how sad and sick all this is no it's the teacher the teacher kicked her in the head no
2: the teacher was awesome and we need Mm -hmm. more teachers like that because at the very least we i mean at the most we've got teachers that are literally pushing this indoctrination at the very least we've got teachers that just want to stay out of it but this teacher right here is like no this is my class You're, you're you're not a they them and i saw a bunch of people putting legion yeah Legion, that's very well said. They're, they're possessed by demons. It's exactly what it is. So the they, them is like the multiple demons that are running around inside this woman's brain. And she looked like she, very ladylike. She wasn't like a dudely looking girl.
4: Well, she had her hat on. I saw that video the other night. She had her hat on backwards. She was trying to be, she was trying to look dudeish, a little, but she wasn't pulling it off. No, not, not at all. Like Mm-mm. still looked extremely feminine. She's feminine.
2: Yeah. yeah. So good for that teacher. And I'm glad that she carried that through. And there were still some students in there. A couple of them obviously supporting this insanity. And then a couple of people with some sense are like, I don't know what this crap is. I agree with her. Um, But that was like, that was awesome to get that back and forth, man. And I'm glad that the teacher actually stood up and said something. Um, so then we've got uh, this little bank story today that I heard. And this guy brings up a pretty valuable point. So definitely listen to this one until the end. Um, this has happened. Multiple things we're hearing about people going to their banks. They put their checks in the banks, the checks have cleared, but they wouldn't go into the bank accounts. Um, and then you're dealing with some pretty moronic people that are running the banks, um, cashiers, as well as the, uh, or tellers, as well as the bank managers, they don't want to do anything to help you. But remember, we can push back. We need to start pushing back. Listen to this.
6: So I have a story from the bank yesterday that will blow your freaking mind. I promise you stick around to the end. It is worth it. These individuals are so lazy and so corrupt. So I go into the bank two days ago to cash a large check, actually not to cash it, to deposit it into my business account. I have a monthly limit on what I can deposit into my account mobily. So if I have extra time, if it's a large check, I'll go in and deposit it. I wake up the next morning and I look at my account and I see that not only is it not actually available, but it's not there at all. Like, it's just not posted, not pending, nothing. So I was like, that's weird. I go into the bank, I know you get further with sugar than spice. So I go in there with a good attitude. It's first thing Friday morning. I'm like, ma'am, I really hate to start your day off with a problem, but we got a problem. So can you help me out with this? I tell her what happened. She looks at it, she figures it out. She can see the actual check. She can see the time that it happened. She can see that there was no hold put on the check. Everything's in the system. And she even has the actual check on hand from the day before. So I said, okay, cool. Can you just get it posted to the account? I have payroll that I have to pay all my guys today. She says, "Um, no, I'm not gonna be able to do that. And I said, well, why not? You have everything that you need. Just do whatever you gotta do behind the counter and make that happen for me, thank you. She said, you're gonna have to talk to the bank manager. So I said, okay, wait a couple minutes, the bank manager comes in. As he's coming in, I hear another person, about two tellers down, start to tell the same story. And he was in the bank at the same time as me the day before. So I'm thinking, okay, some sort of a system outage, some sort of a glitch, whatever, they'll fix it. But it gets interesting here. The bank manager tells me there's nothing we can do about it. And I said, what do you mean there's nothing we can do about it? It's 2023, you can call somebody. He says to me, brace for it, bro, I already told you there's nothing I can do about it. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, don't ever bro me or any of your other customers that is so unprofessional. Second of all, you can make a call. You can figure this out. He slides a copy of the check and the stub across the table to me and says, we've got to put an investigation on it. It'll be available in your account in a couple days. I said, sir, I have to pay payroll. Now, side note, I had the money in my account to still pay payroll. It's not the point. you got to put pressure on these people. you got to stand up for yourself. I asked him very nicely, I said, can you please write down a statement that you're not willing to make a call, you're not willing to do anything? He said, I'm not writing down anything. So at this point, I'm super irritated, but I said, okay, that's the way you want to play it. Have a nice day. I walk out. Now, side note also, the other gentleman was overdrafted on his account. He was almost in tears. I felt terrible for him. So I left. I got some stuff done, and this was stewing, burning on me. Don't worry, the payoff's coming. And finally said, you know what? Screw that. I am not going to be pushed around by this bank, I'm going back. I go back, I walk in. I say hi to the bank manager and say, I'll be in your office. I sit down in his office. He walks in and he says, Mr. So-and-so, what can I do for you? I said, well, I've got all day. I am not leaving here until you fix and rectify the problem. I have payroll to pay today. I need that available in my account. There's no problem. You can see the checks good. Blase blah. Okay, cool. He says to me, it gets better. He says, Mr. So-and-so you, what you forget is that I can see your accounts. You have money to pay your payroll. I said, how dare you? You don't know what checks I have out. You don't know how much my payroll is every single week. You don't know anything about my personal finances. Okay. So stop it right there. He said, what do you want me to do? I said, I want you to sit down and make some phone calls. He says, okay. Starts to walk out. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. How about you sit down here and make those phone calls in front of me? He said, you're not going to tell me which phone I'm going to use. I said, you're right. I'm not. But if you're not man enough to sit down in front of me and do it, I don't know what to tell you. (sighs) He takes a deep breath. He sits down. He made two phone calls, ladies and gentlemen, and the money poof, in my account. What's the moral of the story? The moral of the story is stand up for yourselves. People You need to stand up for yourselves, not just with the bank. You need to stand up for yourselves when they start doing the face diaper nonsense. Stand up for yourself. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. Do not be pushed around by these people. Also, side note, as I left, I said, sir, can you do me one more thing? The gentleman who was absolutely negative in his account that doesn't have money for things. Could you maybe be a kind human being today and call whatever magician made this money appear for me, call them and take care for, for him as well. He said. Yes, sir. I'll do that. I said, thank you very much. Have a nice day. I walked out, looked at the teller and said, hey, you were very cordial with me. Thank you very much for your day. The money's in my account. She said, it is? I said, yeah. He had to make two phone calls like I asked him to do a while ago. Stand up for yourself, folks.
2: Yep. Stand up for yourself, folks. This is, And it's about everything. That was just a great metaphor for everything. We've got more power. Remember the government, we don't work for the government. Those idiots work for us. Everyone, we, the business that we give to people, we can take away, you know what I'm saying? We can move to another bank and then they don't have any money. They don't have our money to spend in, in other ways. Cause remember they use our money to profit. They give us a little tiny bit of interest, this little tiny, tiny bit to make us feel like we're, we're getting something in our savings account. Um, but they're making loads of money off of your money, which is why if you go in there And you're like, okay, I need my $500,000. I'm closing my bank account. They won't have it. They'll try to give you another check or anything like that, but they won't have that money. It's because it's become a loan in someone else's pocket for their own house or for whatever reason. They use your money to make loads of money. And then they give you this tiny, tiny little bit called interest that doesn't really amount to anything. But in real life, we've got a lot of power. Sit down in that office. Tell them you're not going to leave. Force it push it push back don't let these people bully you when it comes to these jabs when it comes to the mask be the same way that this guy was just saying don't sit back and take it push back you know this is how we make this change too many people have sat down become complacent sitting on their hands and this is why we're at where we are right now so we start pushing back a little bit especially in large numbers we're gonna make such a huge change and I tell you the biggest change we can make and I'll say it again I'm gonna get in trouble for this one day Stop paying your taxes. Yep. Stop. Stop. It's coming one of these days I'm gonna have that knock on my door and it's not gonna be Conley. I'd be happy. <laughs> be like, oh man, I was hoping it was Conley. It's just it's the IRS. That guy. It's just you bastards. And one of the other one. And when did you guys get armed? <laughs> <laughs> and wait a minute. Wasn't McCarthy supposed to get rid of you? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah.
4: You guys don't happen to have forty four hours, thousand hours of
2: tape, do you? Yeah. We need to see that too. Yeah, exactly. So, like I said, though, this is the thing: we need to do this collectively. Strength in numbers. Strength in yeah. numbers, man. We could make such a huge difference in this world if we were all to come together and and do something as one. Stop paying your taxes. Biggest difference we could ever possibly make. Um, so now, uh, breaking DOJ prosecutors. Um, this is Alex Jones right here. I'm going to play this little clip for you real quick. This, they're going after, um, was it Owen, Owen Scheuer, yeah. Scheuer, yeah, whatever his Owen name Schreuer. is, yeah, mm-hmm. who, right. who never entered the building, not one time. They're basically going after him for what he said on his show. Um, apparently, we no longer have free speech. Apparently, if I'm upset with something, I can't vocalize my opinion anymore. And, I, and I've said it a billion times, and I'll say it again. Our election was rigged, yeah. all right? Check one, two, three, CIA, FBI. The election was rigged.
3: The Department of
0: Justice is trying to jail Owen Schroer for 120 days in relation to January 6th when the man never even went in the building. In fact, Schroer and Jones warned people not to go in the building that day. But apparently he committed the unforgivable speech crime of disagreeing with the regime. This so-called Department of Justice is going out of their way to imprison anyone who speaks out against them. We're talking about nonviolent people who did not go into the Capitol building. This is the kind of stuff that you expect out of third world dictatorships. Hundreds of thousands of Americans, just like me were there that day that did nothing wrong. We operated well within our constitutional rights, but this government does not care. To stay up to date on what the regime is trying to do, go to the com.
2: And mayor, you can't say rigard. That's, that's just racist. <laughs> <laughs> rigard. But hes right. what are they talking about? This is, this is literally third world country stuff. like without yeah. a question. Third world country, Um, you know, more third world country stuff. So there's a new gun tax for those of you live in California, 11%. I'll be honest with you. My biggest surprise wasn't the fact that they taxed the crap out of guns and ammunition, that it was only 11%. That's what shocked me. I was like, whoa, only 11%. Not that that's not ridiculous, Um, but I'm surprised they didn't throw some like 50% sales tax on it. Um, And what are they using the money for to create Class, well, to to put it in their pockets, Mm -hmm. we know what it's really going for. But they're saying it's to make informational videos so that you are responsible gun owners. Ah, yeah. Criminals don't pay attention to that stuff anyways. But 11%. That's not just on um, actual guns. That's on ammunition and anything that goes with the gun. Holsters, like everything. Magazines, just. It's It's a backdoor way of doing it. No, it really is. And, and we knew that they were going to start doing some of this stuff. Um, we knew it was coming. So I'm going to play another video. Um And this is kind of what I want to carry out um, the conversation for the rest of the show. So I think Scott may have played this one. On, I think he played this one on his show last night. But it's worth hearing again. And this is what we've been kind of saying is that. You know, Jesus was a loving and a passive person, but there also came times where Christ flipped the tables, swung the whips. You know what I'm saying? He was hated by the Pharisees. Like Jesus was a thorn in a lot of people's sides. And the thing is, is there's a point where we do need to be loving people. We need to pray for our enemies. We need to try everything um, positive and and happy in God's image first. But we've also got to remember that even Jesus had to do some things like flip the tables and whip those whips. God had many people, you know, throw rocks and kill giants. And, you know, I mean, there's, there's multiple examples throughout Christianity. And that's one big thing that I see a lot of bickering back and forth is some Christians are are like, no, we need to step up, start healing, start getting rid of demons and, and, you know, flipping tables. And you have the other ones that are like, no, no, no. Jesus is a hundred percent passive. And he just wants you to hug everybody. look, Jesus wasn't a hippie, you know, he didn't smell like dirty, dread, patchouli, Jesus, (laughs) Jesus did some beautiful teaching. He taught love. He taught positivity, but exactly Matt and have, he was a rebel as well. We need to be rebels. We need to step up and be cautious. Like I said, we're not offenders. We're defenders. You know what I'm saying? But there may come a point where you can't defend somebody with love always, You can't defend somebody with a feather. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you gotta flip those table and swing those whips. So listen to this right here. This guy is dead on.
7: Thursday, September 7, 2023, seven o'clock in the evening. Welcome to the fourth watch. This is a video response, but it's aimed at everyone. So I'm gonna give you the cliff notes up front. If you wanna listen to this and keep watching after the first minute, by all means continue, but buckle up. First and foremost, God hates religion, all of them. God sent Christ. He told us to be Christ-like. God didn't tell us to be nice. God doesn't need you to be nice. God needs you to be Christ-like. Do you think that the money changers that were operating in the synagogue thought Jesus was nice when he flipped over their tables? You think that Pontius Pilate, when he was questioning Jesus, thought Jesus was nice when Jesus kept avoiding the questions and putting the onus back on him. You think the Pharisees and Sadducees thought Jesus was nice when he was having thousands upon thousands of Jews question their political structure? No, what you want has to be subject to what God wants for you. And for every person hearing my voice, listening to this and watching this now, in God's infinite wisdom, he chose for all of us to be sent here on the edge of eternity, on what's become the greatest rescue mission a yard from hell. God doesn't make mistakes. You're here by design, on purpose, given all authority, power, and dominion over all serpents, all dragons, everything of this life. You're given armor. An armor was meant for a warrior class to go on the offensive, mm-hmm. not to just sit there and take hits. Why do you keep thinking, any of you, at any point, that how you came into faith and were born into faith is gonna be how you end up? Every single one of you should be growing at a rate and scale where you don't just focus on milk and love, you focus on meat and war. A third of the Bible, a third of it, is about biblical prophecy. And most of the language used within that prophecy is destructive, violent, and war-based. You can say you don't like war, want God more. You can say you don't like violence, want God more than your dislike of violence. You can say you just want peace, want God more than what you want. Your faith is not about what you want. Your faith is about belief and action behind a risen King, not a perpetually dead and dying Christ on the cross, which is how Catholicism displays our King. Think about this hypothetical. If I wanted to keep a whole swath of believers in Christian Candyland in the smallest aspect of their faith, how would I do it? I would always make them dependent on middlemen. I would always give them just enough milk and maybe a taste of meat to where they stay satiated and they just keep coming back for more. And They never plug in directly to the source like they're told. I would keep them constantly coming back for a little more opiate. And then what does Jesus say? You go straight to the Father through me and nobody else. You have no other father besides your earthly father that you were born to and then your heavenly father and even then jesus said i did not come to bring peace but a sword to turn parent against child i'm saying this to not belaguer catholics but i i have some questions for you that i don't know if you can answer why is it that you pray to mary as an intercessor an intermediary between you and christ if you look at the bible when did jesus look to mary as an intercessor. He looked at John as an intercessor for Mary. Somewhere around seven years old, Jesus got lost. Mary couldn't find him. Could she have interceded then? So how about the wedding? She asked him to turn water into wine. And even then his first response, woman, kind of indicates he didn't want to do it yet. Maybe that was a good test for him. But then go all the way to the cross. When Jesus asked Mary to look after the disciples, oh wait, he didn't do that. He asked John to look after Mary. If anything, why not have John be your intercessor? The one that you go to. He was the one that arguably was closer to Christ. Why Mary? It's because you've been told something. Want God more. You've been told that you should do this thing. Want God more. You've been told and sprinkled in this name of the Holy Spirit, yet you don't have any of the actual giftings of the Spirit. So want God more. Oh, and you were told by your pastor or your priest, you just need to be a nice, good Christian. Oh, wait. Jesus said in the last days, beware. Many people will come in my name. they are wolves. They will deceive you, and if possible, even my elect. Historically speaking, churches, especially the Christian Roman Catholic Church that they believe is the heart of all Christianity, God used it, but it was dark. It was born out of a political power struggle around the time of Constantine. Council of Nicaea, Council of Thessalonica goes all the way forward, and then guess what happens? It becomes a power broker, all for centuries, a power broker, but here's what's cool. God uses everything. God used that to bring the message to the Gentiles. And then you think, oh, the the church is so good. The church does all these amazing things, right? Then comes Martin Luther. And then he translates (laughs) the Latin Bible into German. Oh, and the church is so nice. They kill him for it. And they kill his acolytes and and associates. Fantastic. Oh, oh, you think it's still doing just great things because it just gives you good marketing and good message. Fantastic. You have to understand something. Where you start cannot be where you finish. Jesus said, you will know my followers. They will pray in other tongues, they will cast out devils, they will heal the sick, they will cleanse lepers, they'll pick up serpents, be bit and not die, and drink poison and not die. Do you even desire to do any of those things? Whoever you are, Catholic or not.
2: Real quick, before I finish that, I wanna point this out. We discussed this um, over the last couple of episodes. People, they're like, what about the chemtrails and the poisons and stuff that are falling from the skies that are entering our food? He just said it right there. We'll be able to get stung by serpents and scorpions drink poison and not be harmed. Remember um, it's all free will. And these are doing things that are done against our free will. They can't break the rules. God will keep us clean. God will take care of us a hundred percent. He's not going to put us on this earth like he did right now at this very, very time. And then just let us die. He's got missions for all of us that need to be completed. So God's going to be with us for the rest of our lives until we complete those missions.
7: Do you even desire it? Do you even wake up and say, God, I want to be filled with spiritual gifts. I want to not be part of that dark prophecy in Second Timothy. It says a form of godliness, but denying its power. I want to be a form of godliness, right? We're made in His image. I want to be a form of godliness filled with His power. I want to be a form of godliness on assignment, setting the captives free, according to Isaiah 58. I want to be so filled with spiritual gifts and supernatural wonder that as Daniel 11 says, people will come to God out of intrigue. And then as you see the world falling apart and all of Humpty Dumpty's men with all the intellectual, emotional, philosophical faith, they can't do anything with it. It's now just a pantheon and a a of whack-a-mole of what mental malady do you have today it's not god on display that's not god operating through us that's not the holy spirit completely championing the power of god in society no so at what point do you think that your faith can stay the same on the greatest rescue mission of yard from hell if there's ever time to step forward in faith and question your allegiances and loyalties to man-made religion ask god do you like my religion Do you agree and approve of my religion? Do you agree and approve with the people that are leading at the head of a thing? All sorts. God uses all sorts of people, institutions, churches, places. He uses all sorts of things for all sorts of good. And also uses all sorts of things to leave us to our own devices. God is not trying to win a popularity contest. God is trying to see who among us is loyal, who among us is fearful of him for all the right reasons. Reverential fear is an amazing thing. I thank you for your comments. I thank you for all your time. Whoever's watched this, but listen, How you start cannot be how you finish. However you came into faith cannot be how you die in faith. I pray to God that when Jesus said, you'll know my followers when they do these things that you desire zealously to do those things and to be known to where if you were dragged into court, there would be such a preponderance of evidence against you that the whole world knew that you were not just Christian but on fire and filled with the Holy Spirit. Pray to God each person watching this video at the very least starts with desiring that and says, Father, in the name of Jesus, I want meat thank you for the milk. Thank you for how you brought me into faith. Thank you for everything that you've done for me leading up to this point. But at this point going forward, I want meat. I want to do the will of my Father, which means I need to be filled with spiritual gifts and anointings. I need to set the captives free. That should be your heart. I know that your comment was trying to correct my thinking as far as aligning with your thinking on the church. I don't wanna be aligned with anyone's thinking on the church. I wanna be aligned with God's thinking on the church. I want God's heart for me, my life, my family, my purpose, my passion, my calling, my anointing. And I want God's perspective on everything that's happening around me. Because if I don't have that, I have nothing. If my face isn't in that word of God every single day, driving God's heart for my life and his purpose and plan for my life, I have nothing. And if I think And you think that we can get it from religion, middlemen, proxies, and priests, and some sort of magical intercessor when Psalm 15 says, the dead don't praise the Lord, nor do any who go down in silence. What makes me think God hears my prayers through somebody else that's an idol? Why is Jesus not enough? In the name of Jesus, I pray you receive this, not to chop down what you believe, your church that you go to, but just to say, want God more. Want God. Jesus more. That's it. God bless. Godspeed. I have work to do.
2: Amen. And uh, that's being posted to our telegram right now. So I want to ask you guys a question. If you saw someone's house burning down, would you stand outside and be like, Hey, would you like me to come in and pull you out of the fire? Would you go in and pull them out of the fire? Think about that. You know what I'm saying? These people, many people are doomed for hell right now. Do you want to just be polite and be like, would you would you like me to come say? No. This is the point. We got to go to war. We gotta want God more. We gotta want Jesus more. Just like he said, we've gotta play our mission, play our roles, play our part. And sometimes it doesn't mean being nice. Sometimes you gotta walk right into that fire and pull that person out and save them. And in this case, it's their eternal life, you know, that, that you're you're helping save through Christ, doing Christ's work. We gotta, we can't be um passive all the time jesus knew when the time was to be passive but he also knew when it was time to have the meat in the war the time to stand up and do something um like i said our art we answer to christ in god none of us here pray to angels none of us here pray to mary you know what i'm saying and like he said i'm so glad that he brought that up because they're intercessors they they stand in between us you guys remember when christ died on that cross one of the things that happened was the veil was torn between the temples. What does that mean? That means you don't have to go to anybody else. You don't need an, a mediator any longer. You can call God directly on his line, sitting on the toilet, taking a shower, riding down the road in your car. Jesus doesn't care. He just wants to hear from you. He just wants you to talk to him. He just wants you to know that you're listening, paying attention, and putting him first in your life. He doesn't care where it comes from. He doesn't even care how it's said. He just wants you to be part of this battle. And you can't be part of the battle if you're sitting back worrying, "Oh, I may offend somebody," or "I don't want to chase somebody off" because I'm talking about Jesus. Man, I've already been to that part of my life. Yeah. I've already been to the part of my life where I was I was that person. But you know what they call that? Lukewarm. You know what I'm saying? We don't need to be lukewarm. We've got to be on fire right now. And we are reaching th- these end times. We are reaching the time that scripture talked about where men And women would be lovers of themselves worshiping money um you know narcissistic i mean this is what the the world has literally become what um what christ or what was mentioned in scripture and i found a a bit that i had lined up to play on this earlier and uh i believe they've taken this down can't find it any longer but it was literally an atheist who was like man i'm an atheist but let me tell you what i just found and he literally goes and he repeats like multiple scriptures in the Bible. And he's like, how can you not believe in this? This stuff was written thousands of years ago. And We're literally watching this play out and become exactly what it was. And I resort back to the video I played earlier of the she, shim, they, them girl, whatever it was, the, the, they, them, you know, this is narcissism. This is lovers of oneself. You know what I'm saying? Logic out the window um it's every like i said scripture is unfolding right in front of our eyes which is why we need to have that fire which is why we need to to keep our blades polished or the polished is another word for sharpened um we we need to keep our armor mended and he said it perfectly too you don't do you wear armor every day no we wear god's armor every day Mm -hmm. but do you walk around like a knight in shining armor every day no Because we're not in war, but we are in war. And the only time that you really need armor is when you are in a battle in war. And we are in that right now, which is why it specifically talks about keeping your armor mended, always wearing your armor, sleep in your armor, shower in your armor, repent daily, repent multiple times a day. If you're making those mistakes, that's how you mend that armor. Because remember, water will find the hole. An ant will find the smallest hole in your house and enter your kitchen. You know what I'm saying? So imagine what the, the tiny amount of space the devil or a demon needs in order to break through your armor. Keep it mended. Keep your sword sharp. Be ready to fight. Like I said, don't be often. don't go looking for a fight, but be ready when that fight comes to your door. Don't be shy about spreading scripture. Don't be shy about mentioning Jesus' name. If you're a shy person and you can't talk to people, be a walking billboard, wear t-shirts to talk about Jesus and God, create the conversation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. People, you're not forcing anything on anybody because they have the option not to look. You know, but brand yourself with Christ. Let everyone see that. Let everyone know that. And maybe, maybe that one person will see you walking through a store and be like, "Tell me about Jesus." Or I'm more interested. Do you go to church? Can I join you sometime? It's the smallest things that make the biggest difference. Like I said, all we need is a mustard seed of faith. But if you have more than that, imagine what we can accomplish. If we can accomplish moving mountains with a mustard seed of faith, imagine what we can accomplish with loads of faith. Conley, take it away, brother. I didn't mean to walk away. I want to hear you. <laughs> Good. Imagine, imagine having
4: to answer, stand in front of God, because we're all going to have to do that. And you have to answer why you didn't have any faith when you had the opportunity to be able to do exactly all of that. Absolutely. How are you going to feel? Yeah. What are you going to think? Because you 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 decide to sit sit by, you want to sit on the sidelines, metaphorically speaking, or even physically speaking, because you're afraid that somebody's going to look at you funny, somebody's going to talk to you or say, call you a mean name, or even begin to yell or scream at you. And so what? All all that is is an opportunity because now you've confronted the demons. Yeah. You, you you're you're exactly in the place that you're supposed to be because god put you there and if god put you there then how can you have any fear about that if everything that god is doing for you is for you and not to you necessarily he's not going to put you in a position where he just wants you to 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 not be successful and he, or where he wants you to be hurt
2: yeah, Satan wants that. Yeah. God didn't create us because we're humorous, that he needed something to laugh at. You know what I'm saying? He created us for a reason. Yes,
4: yes. And and so to sit by or to think that I'm I'm not good enough or I'm not, I don't have this ability, or I can't do this, or I can't do that. Why then? And 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 you call yourself a believer then how can you call yourself a believer because you're the one telling yourself that you can't when the very one that made you says that you can. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You do you rectify that? You are going to doubt the creator. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, who are you? Well, I just know that I can't, well,
2: he knows you better. He made you. Yeah. You know, so for those of you in wooded areas, be ready to put out fires for those oh, of you yeah. on the East coast, be ready to walk on hurricanes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to walk on (laughs) we're going to be yeah we're going to we're all going to get through this um it's just a matter of having that faith and that 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 inspiration man to run into this battle
4: and there's tons of it i mean there's tons of it there's a whole book full of all of it there's real life people all around you in 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 satan's big lie is that well you're not them that's not you you're not them you're exactly like Mm -hmm. them and that's exactly what krakauer was saying you're exactly like that no, he gave can't. you the authority to step on snakes and scorpions he he with a capital h who is he god jesus he gave you that authority why are you why are, Who? Wh- what position is it that you have that you get to take it away who, who gave who tells you you're better than that
2: yeah to he- take away the authority that god gave you he created warriors sure he did he didn't create a bunch of sissies no no
4: he did yeah satan does satan manifests that satan mm-hmm. perpetuates all of that in you we all know it we've all not a person in here not a person behind the mic will will not be able to tell you that that hasn't happened to them
2: yeah you know and and i suggest if you didn't get a chance to see it go back and watch part two of our two-part series that happened within the same uh hour and mm-hmm. a half of, uh, Satan strategies, right? And it gives you a good idea as to what he's doing. He's trying to convince you that we're not what we are. And that's one of the great deceptions ever. It sows doubt exactly. And we don't need to have doubt. We need to have complete faith and that faith brings us strength. You don't have to be the most intelligent man. You're better off a wise man. You don't Thank have goodness. To, yeah, yeah no, that's all I know. <laughs> you don't have to be, you don't have to be a burly man. You know what I'm saying? You just have to be a man of faith. God's going to give you, boy, I tell you right now, muscles mean, muscles are nothing compared to the strength of God. You know, Mm -hmm. some call it chi, whatever these different, you know, religions call it, like God is more powerful than anything. If you have that faith, that love, and you're working for God, God's not going to, God's not going to be like, okay, I need you guys to go to war, but uh, sorry, all I have is a 22 revolver. You know what i'm saying like god's gonna give you the 50 cal
4: he he sure is he's most definitely gonna do that
2: and how many times
4: have you compared yourself to somebody else Go well if i had that's if i only could do that if i could be like them nope. you know how well i didn't i was never on in delta i couldn't do those things hell yeah you can't sure yeah. you can you're just gonna do them in a different way if he didn't think that you could, he wouldn't have put you here.
2: No, exactly. And we're all here for this moment and this time. We could have been born 2,000 years ago. We could have been born 300 years ago. But God put us all here, right here at this time. And he's not going to just randomly, all right, uh, you guys pick a number out of the hat. and I'm going to send you into war. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. He's going to pick the best. We're, we're like... We're like God's special ops. That's what we are. It's
4: planned. It's purposed. Yes. And you guys are, or people will will refute that with him. I mean, but the disciples did the same thing, right? The disciples did the same thing, yet they still went out and did greater things than him. They still healed. They still did all that stuff. They spread the gospel. It's the same it's the same thing, it's the same battle, with the same type people, and you're them. You're yes. them. You're them. Exactly. We just haven't written a book that has, you know, Sean, or Terry, or Tom, or Bill, or you Karen, day. or Carol, or what?
2: You may one day.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, but it's the same, because he made them, and he made each of us. Yep exactly and we're, and we're and we're definitely if you, and if you have the doubt and you have all of that kind of stuff you know you need it's it's easy to say well you just need to get rid of it you need to be able to identify where it's coming from where that attack is coming from and then listen to your friends listen to this show listen to read the bible first pray and talk with god about it and he'll and he will infuse you with some strength and courage but he's going to put you in positions where you're going to learn it and become more courageous, and then even stronger.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like you could literally be reading the Book of Conley one day. Shoot, dude! <laughs> and then we're like, "How did we
4: get so stupid? The, we've the, gone, <laughs> we've gone backwards. We've we've regressed as a, as a people." Dude, you know, he'll put you in the gym. That's what he's doing. That's all he's doing. He's going to put you at the front door. Then he may even just shove your butt through the door and then put you in front of the machines. But he can't lift the weights for you, but he'll definitely spot you while you're lifting.
2: Yes. Well said. Amen. And I'd be, man, I'd be proud and happy and I'd trust you with my life, man, fighting next to you on any, any battlefield, man. Heck yeah. We
4: just don't need a book of Conley. It'll all be written in freaking crayon. Hey
2: dude, I'd read it. I'd <laughs> yeah. read it better, especially, can you make it, can you make it big letters? <laughs> it could be, like, oh my God, and like, lots of pictures. Less words on a page with more illustrations, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's
4: right. And one of those little pop-up things.
2: Yeah, that, that. there we go, man. See, that's the Book of Colony right there. I know, the Book covered Colony. in barbecue sauce. <laughs> lots of yeah, lots Written. Of written in barbecue sauce. Written, <laughs> sauce. written in barbecue sauce. Dun, dun, dun.
4: That smells like
2: smoke. <laughs> 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 no, Conley man. Like I said, I think the most important thing that we need here is the fire of Christ and passion. That's what's mm-hmm. going to win this war. Don't ever let yeah. go of that passion, man. That's one thing I love about you is that you bring it to the table like Scott. You know, I thought someone here saying, but Scott yells at us. He kind of does, man. But you know what? So does a good general. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
4: Yes. I mean good grief too bad you guys you guys accepted christ you're in the lord's army and then sometimes you guys need to have a drill instructor in front of your face telling you that you're just not doing it the right way because you're not doing it well there is there is your way there's the marine corps way and then there's god's way and the last two are definitely the best way your way is not and so god's going to put people in your life to tell you hey you need to be doing it this way. Not because they're right, but because it is the correct and right way. And it is a little gig on your butt to get off that you're duff and get a little busy. Yep. And then pay attention and be focused. You can't be
2: haphazard with your thinking. You can't be over here. You can't be over here. Get focused. Get focused. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, um, I can't imagine if I had a nice company leader how that would have worked out for me, but I didn't have a nice company leader. My Bravo leader, Joel Sargent, basically. Was, right was an asshole part of my yeah. friends sure. yeah. but man he turned me into a man quicker than any other any other person in my life until I met until I got to know Christ who are you remembering who do you remember the most that guy right there yelling that at that guy right
4: there yeah. exactly
2: sweat parties on the quad over exercise drowning me out in a shower yeah. full of hot water wearing a raincoat pull-ups over swords Basically, yeah. I'm just glad that I followed the swallow quarters part of that life. But I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm.
4: I. am i am You're exactly hundred percent. I can. I can barely remember. Very few people that were in my outfit. But I can remember two. One was Adam Coe. He ended up turn. He he turned into uh, a helicopter pilot in the Marine Corps. And the other one is Tony Busby.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. Wow.
4: That's who I remember because he did the same thing. And he retired as a captain of the Marine Corps. Now he's representing Ken Paxton. That guy right there would do the very same thing. Exactly. And you, that's who I remember.
2: You can't be nicely made into a man. You can be turned into a gentleman nicely. I'm talking about a man stepping up, you know, doing the right things. I'm um, Sadly, mm-hmm. you know, as much as I love my dad, it wasn't my dad that that turned me into the man. It wasn't my dad that taught me how to fix on everything and work on everything and be self-reliant you know what i'm saying it was other people but like i said god knows who he needs to put into your life
4: right right and that's and that's the other thing that's a very good point that's the other thing to remember if you're working and you're you're if you're when you're working you don't know whose life you're about to impact because you're supposed to be in their life just like you said joseph mm-hmm. you may be the filling spot for that person where they had that where they didn't have it before because somebody was in the neglect they died they did whatever whatever reason but god puts you in their life for that purpose right there amen and so now you're not only hurting god because you're telling him no you're going to hurt that person that you're supposed to impact in their life yeah because you're scared because you're worried because you're oh i can't do that oh no you know Joe, talking and Scott, god they, they're doing all the talking they do all this other they can do a whole lot better stuff than that horse crap i can't even begin to tell you how many times the conversations we all have that we're just regular
2: dudes yeah i mean a coward in a battlefield can destroy an entire unit brigade you know what i'm saying one mm-hmm. hesitation like i said you know you don't hesitate when you're working for god you you go forward and that's that's required 100% faced. So we're actually running over time. So I'm going to run into prayer real quick and I will be right back to finish and say goodbye. goodbyes to living and Conley and all of you guys. So everyone, please bow your head. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all that you bless us with. Thank you for these just really deep conversations and this understanding. Dear Lord, we want to be passive and loving people. but We also know sometimes it is time to flip tables, throw those rocks, swing those swords. Dear Lord, you didn't Put us on this earth to just amuse you. You put us on this earth to serve you, to do your work. And it's not always pretty, but guess what? We love you so much, Father, that anything that we do to you is so worth it. It makes us happy. Even if we are walking on scorpions and slaying dragons, It's worth it, dear Lord, because we're doing it for you. You gave us life. You also gave us purpose. So let us fulfill that purpose. Let us fulfill those missions that you have sent every one of us on at this very time. Let us walk into that battlefield and not be afraid. Dear Lord, the best thing that could happen is we end up in heaven one way or the other, dear Lord. So if we die on the battlefield, let our works live to the memories and inspire others, dear Lord, so they can complete the mission. And maybe that was part of our mission. Nonetheless, Father, we trust you and we're ready to walk into that battlefield. So I ask, Father, that you open up our eyes, you open up our souls, you open up our hearts more and more every day so we can see now what we can't see. Dear Lord, we can see the corruption and deception on this earth, but we can't see the battle that's going on between the angels and demons necessarily. Open up our hearts, our eyes, and our minds to where we can. Let us be effective in this battle as we possibly can. On those days, dear Lord, we have a little bit of hesitation, a little bit of fear. Give us what we need to get over it. Send that person into our lives, the many of us that you put together. Send that right person to our lives to help lift us up. Pat us on the butt. Send us back in the war, dear Lord, with the same confidence that we've got at this very moment. Heavenly Father, we know things aren't always going to be beautiful. We know things are going to get rough. But you have done a wonderful job of preparing us, getting us ready not even as we knew you you were working in our lives before we knew you and that's the most impressive and beautiful thing and it gives me more more faith than i ever had knowing that even as a terrible person you still love me enough to send me to give me what i needed to hone my skills over my life to use me in your works before i even knew who you were so now that i do know who you are father and all of us do dear lord let us rise to this occasion Let us do everything that we can to inspire others, dear Lord. Let us find you more every day. Let us build the faith that we have in you every single day, dear Lord, so that we can begin our battle with waking other people up and introducing them to the greatest thing that ever existed in our lives. And that is you, Father, you could have picked anyone to be here at this time, but you chose all of us. You chose your A-team. You chose what someone said earlier god's delta force which is exactly what we are dear lord so let us be your heavenly spiritual um, operators let us walk into this dear lord being the greatest green berets that you've ever had your your greatest red berets your greatest seal teams everything dear lord let us be that in this spiritual war let us face the devil and not be afraid let us slay demons without hesitation let us heal people dear lord and not hesitate and not question our abilities to do what we have, what you have given us the authority to do. You've taught us those lessons. Dear Lord, let us be thankful for the sacrifice that you gave on this earth, but let us also focus on all that you taught us before you died on this earth. Dear Lord, you were here for so much more than just a sacrifice, and sometimes many of us overlook that. But dear Lord, if we ever need to lean on anything, let us lean on you. Let us not go to an angel and pray. Let us not go to Mary and pray. Let us always pray in Christ's name. Let us scream your name on the battlefield, dear Lord, as our war cry. We'll run into that war screaming, Jesus. Any other name, God. But dear Lord, let us always scream your name, dear Lord, because that's the greatest weapon we have other than prayer. One of the greatest things that will harm a demon and anything evil in this world is the fact that we know and love you and we have you in our hearts dear lord so there's not a place that we go in this world where you don't come with us and let us remember that as we're about to sin dear lord as we become more aware after knowing you that we are sinning not to bring you along with our sin let that maybe be what keeps us from from doing those sins but dear lord also let us recognize that we are humans and we need to repent every single day to mend this armor that you have given us, dear Lord, for this reason right here, this purpose that we have today, and that's walking into the greatest battle that ever existed, destroying the devil and sending him to hell for all eternity. But we love you with all of our hearts, Jesus, God, and we thank you, dear Lord, for everything in this world that you have blessed us with, the unity that we have come together, dear Lord, and the army that we're building bigger and bigger every day. And finally, Father, I ask that you let us Always pray for our enemies and hopes that they come to our side, dear Lord. They are your children, too. They were misled. They were deceived like many other people. Dear Lord, let us never forget that. Always pray and love for our enemies. And dear Lord, if we have to meet them on the battlefield, let us be ready to do that, too. But let us try to turn them over to your army first. We love you, dear Lord. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
4: Amen. Right on, right on, right. right on,
2: right on. All right. Well... Another great show. Um, Once again, Conversation Conley, I love it and living. We'll get your microphone here soon. (laughs) Um, But I love you both so much. And I'm just thankful that you are here with me. I'm just absolutely blessed that you both are in my life as well as everyone out here in the chat. Um, And those listening to this show later, I love you more than I can ever say. We all do. Not just me. We all do. We are a family. We're not just friends. We're a family. And we're going to come together. I'm um, here at Bards uh, Bard's Fest here in a couple of weeks. Get to hug each other. Shake each other's hands. Do our little prayer huddles. And we're going to need to pray and pray more than we ever have. Because we're coming to a time soon where we're going to be in a hot war. Not just this cold war that we're watching. The war of deception. A war of information. But an actual battle. And uh, we need to be very, very well armored and very well prepared with sharpened swords, with prayer in our bags, Bible in your pocket, and uh, spread that word from nation to nation, just like God asked us to do. But guys, I want to thank you so much for joining us for Kilted Christian episode 453, Canes, Quakes, and Fires. Oh my, we'll be back tomorrow um, for a shorter show, an hour show with a uh, brother, sister, fiance, whatever you want to call it in a Bible. Um, if Conley is available, he's always welcome to join us, man. I love having you here with us. But, uh, you know, us, Conley. yeah, Conley will come pray with us mm-hmm. during that time, I'm mm-hmm. sure. You bet. But guys, I love you all very, very much. Um, we will see you tomorrow evening. Remember that we go on at what time is it now? Eight o'clock Eastern time, I believe is what it is. Yeah, 8 o'clock on the weekend. So Saturday and Sunday, 8 o'clock for brother, sister, fiance, and a Bible, (laughs) whatever we're going to call it. Um, I'm going to reach out to Jeff, and hopefully he's filling up the pop on with us, because I know he would love to talk to all of you. But guys, have an absolutely beautiful night. I will talk to you tomorrow. God bless, and i leave you with this. Friends and family, don't ever forget that when the devil and our enemies find us on our knees, assuming that we've been defeated, that we're actually in prayer, which is the greatest sword in our armory, and the real war is just about to begin. I want to thank everybody for joining us for another episode of The Kilted Christian, which is the second show in the Bard's block of Bard's Nation Network. Don't forget to go watch Fishers of Men tonight and every night at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. And just like in old radio fashion, we sign out with the National Anthem. Oh, say
0: can you see By the dawn's early light the stars.
2: Have an absolutely beautiful night. Thank you so much for joining us for Kilted Christian Episode 453, Canes, Quakes, and Fires. Oh, bye. Guys, make sure you head on over to Bards FM, Fishers and Men tonight with a little bit of love, a little bit of prayer, and a whole lot of unity. We're going to need each other more and more as we go through these chaotic times. But we know how this book ends, and that is God wins. So keep that faith. Fear not. Let go of the anxiety. Let go of the stress. Stay firm. Hold the line. Keep in prayer and spread the gospel from nation to nation like we were asked Keep those swords, those swords sharpened. Make sure your armor is mended, guys. I love you very, very much. We will see you tomorrow at eight o'clock Eastern Time for brother, sister, fiance, and a Bible. I love you much, and God bless.